public television that first aired the seven-part documentary series The Blues, produced by Martin Scorsese, and the opening episode directed by Scorsese was titled Feel Like Going Home, and it featured Mississippi blues musician Corey Harris. At one point in the film, Harris tells us there's an old African saying that the roots of a tree cast no shadow. That's how deep the blues goes. The roots of a tree cast no shadow. That's how deep the blues goes. Harris here suggesting the connection of the blues to his forebears, generations and generations before him. The blues seemingly bottomless in its beginnings. But his wisdom might also point to the way the blues touches our soul in the very depths. It's the image of the tree and its roots and the blues and the generations and our very souls pictured in that scene in the Scorsese documentary that sets the stage for the conversation we're about to hear. There's a farm across the river from Berwick that's been recognized by the Pennsylvania Department of Agriculture as a bicentennial farm because one family has been farming that land for over 200 years. We learn that there, on Briggs Farm, is a tree, an old oak tree, that is probably at least 300 years old at the edge of the fields. Just think of the root structure of that tree and how it might, in a way, be a symbol of the strong, sturdy, bountiful, and caring Briggs family and their heritage farm. Strong, sturdy, bountiful, and in recent generations, blues-loving Briggs family. And as it happens, there are blues-loving members of the Briggs family who have been producers of documentary films for WVIA Public Television. Richard Briggs and Allison Briggs have opened their farm to other blues lovers over the past quarter century in the annual Briggs Farm Blues Festival. They were honored for their efforts in 2017 when they received the Keeping the Blues Alive Award from the Blues Foundation in Memphis. In 2022, the Briggs Farm Blues Festival will open Thursday, July 7th, and will run through Saturday the 9th. And in advance, Richard Briggs and Allison Briggs returned to WVIA Public TV where they spent many years as documentary producers to talk with us about the festival at 25. There are many ways we can approach the Briggs Farm Blues Festival, but one of the ways is the fact that you both are producers and you have a way of thinking about presenting an event like this in terms of those values. Yeah, that, that's really true for our festival is that when we started it, not only myself, but all my friends were involved in the lighting and the audio. And we all, we all did that with all our professional friends. And it was great to develop it that way. And we still are focused on production, basically, you know, making it a comfortable situation, making it a happy situation, making everyone feel 
welcome when they get there and then also having the infrastructure of the roads that's what we're doing now we're fixing some roads and expanding every year we seem to be growing and last year we grew quite a bit and we're expecting another bump like that this year which is our 25th anniversary allison what are your early memories were you expecting to be sitting someplace like this 25 years later? No, not at all. I mean, you know, when Richard and I talked about it in the beginning, I have to say I was a little leery of it because I was working outside the house and the idea of bringing all these people to the homestead was, mm, I'm not sure about that. But we, over the years, have met so many wonderful people, so many wonderful musicians. Our lives have been enriched in ways that I can't even begin to describe. And the other thing that I think has been really nice, I always, the first day, Thursday, I always stand at the top. That's when the all the campers come in, you know, and there's thousands of them. And I'm always there to greet them. And every single one of them says, we can't wait to be here. We leave our troubles and our cares as soon as we come down this road. And you can tell everyone is happy. It's family friendly. It's comfortable. People feel safe. And it's really fun. That means there's a long-standing tradition for those who attend. That And there's a strong history that goes along with that, that you can look at. When we started 25 years ago, there were still old-timers around that we would go to Memphis and go to uh, Clarksdale, Mississippi, and Bentonia, Mississippi. So those guys... There's still some around, but not as many. They're not traveling as much. But at the time, 25 years ago, 1998, there were still a bunch of guys around that were really cool to bring in every year. You loved the blues before you really knew the blues in the Clarksdale sense, right? Allison and I are both artists, and I think music was always always there. It always seemed to be part of our lives. And you know, I definitely remember even before, before being in high school, like being in grade school, going to going to weddings and and listening to uh, polka music and country music and and square dancing and I remember my grandmother was into country music and she listened to it. You know, so I think that might have been part of it, but I think also just because the music that was happening in when we were teenagers in the late sixties and sixty eight, sixty nine. 70, 71, those are great years in blues rock music. And so over the years, we kind of keep attached to the music and connected to the music that we first hear when we were teenagers. It's probably the same now even for, for people. And then the thing about the blues is it it has a definite connection to rock and roll and, and a lot of music that's being played still and written still today, even what's being done in Nashville and in Memphis and, and California even. The first time we went down to Mississippi was really to see it in person in its environment. The you joint? Yeah, it was just, I mean, it just touched my soul. And uh, so I feel honored that we were able to go and experience something like that and see the music where it belonged, where it came from. What do you remember? Oh, yeah, I was, I was just thinking Allison is really a dancer, and, and the blues music really, really, she can feel that. And, the, and if you go into a jute joint in Mississippi, people are up and dancing. I mean, people don't sit and clap. They're, they're moving, right, mm-hmm. all night long. <laughs> so it's wonderful. What about the fact that 
you have established something that has really, let's use the agricultural metaphor, taken root in this area. Is it a surprise? I think I always am surprised that people don't really know. They hear the word blues and they really don't know what it is. I mean, if they hear it, then it doesn't sound so foreign to them or, or unknown to them because it's everywhere. Eric Clapton, the Beatles, there was Rolling Stones especially. All that comes from the blues, and that's really what it is. Is the approach you took in those early years to booking artists what you pretty much have stayed with in terms of mixing it up, different types and styles and women and men and those sorts of things? Yeah, I would say we always try to get some traditional blues and some old-time blues and and mix it up with what's being done now. And there's very exciting acts out there now that we have up-and-coming acts like Marcus King we had three or four years ago. He's, he's a, a big star now. And we do seem to have our feelers out and know what's going on. It's not just me and Allison. It's, it's the rest of the crew that we all go to concerts as much as we can and and have a finger on what's going on with Americana and blues and rock and everything. There also now is interest in, in, in acts like Billy Strings, which, so I, I think people are, are into a variety of music now, and, and the musicians don't really keep it separate. I think it was separated into different genres because of the industry you know, for sales reasons. But I don't think musicians think that. I think they just like to play music and, you know, they're directed one way or another. And I sort of feel that way too. I like opera even. I, I love all types of music. How did you think about programming for your 25th anniversary? We really were looking for someone special. We worked really hard to find somebody because this year it was a little difficult because the festivals that had been shut down for two years, especially in Europe, were really looking for bands that they had booked or ready to go and they had to reschedule. So a lot of a lot of bands had commitments that they had to make up. But we spent a lot of time trying to find an act and we came across Kenny Wayne Shepherd. And this is his 25th anniversary of his breakout album with Blue on Black, his famous song. We talked to him about that, uh, us having our 25th anniversary, and he was touring for his 25th anniversary. So his camp and our camp got together and made it happen. So this year we have a bonafide superstar coming on Saturday night. And he's selling out houses on his tour. He's doing a fantastic job. So it was a good connection for us, and, and we're excited about that. So actually we are expanding the parking, we're expanding camping, and there's a lot of interest out there to come and see him. You know, so you can come just Saturday, but a lot of people just like the whole community aspect of it and camping and staying the whole weekend. But that that's going to top off the main stage on Saturday. Allison, you're up there on the hill and welcoming everybody who's arriving on Thursday. How do you greet them this year musically on Thursday? Thursday, we do something a little special or different. So, like, for instance, we did music from 1969, and then we did music from 1970, but we also did music from the Allman Brothers just, you know, for the whole first evening. Usually Thursday night's a little different because uh, everyone's really excited, and they're coming in early in the morning to set up for camping or coming in for the show Thursday night. So this year we decided to do country music. So it's a country on the blues side, 
and we have some really great acts. We have Christina Vane, who I think George played her not long ago, but we had her at a concert this winter that we did, uh, the Firehouse series, and she's coming back. And also Joshua Ray Walker. So he, he is very interesting from Houston, uh, living in Nashville now. And his lyrics are very interesting and, and very different than what you'd think a, a country artist would be about. So I think people are going to like him too. So that's our Thursday. We have another band also. We start at 6 o'clock for Thursday, 6 o'clock through 11, 11.30. And that's all done on the backport stage under tent. That's lovely too because you have the intimacy of the back porch stage and can allow for the acoustic possibilities and some conversation too sometimes on the back porch stage. Friday we start the back porch stage first and then we, we start around 12.30 right after lunch and we go through uh, both stages. Uh, the main stage starts up around 4 and that'll go through to midnight. I won't mention all the artists, but we do have Alexis P. Suter coming back this year. We haven't seen her for four years, and she's a favorite of Briggs Farm. This is her seventh time at Briggs Farm. And then Veronica Lewis is after her. She is 18 years old, a keyboard player, sort of in the Victor Wainwright style. She's only 18. She's already won multiple awards and is internationally known. And then we're really excited about Lee Fields. Lee Fields, he's been around since the 60s. He's a soul blues singer like Charles Barkley and James Brown. They called him Little James Brown. He did the vocals for Get On Up, which is a movie on James Brown. So he did the vocals for that movie. And he's also been on some of the some of James Brown's earlier albums doing vocals and doing guitars. So he's going to be really a, a lot of people will be there for him. You know, and he is our old time blues guy, blues soul guy, soul singer. And then wrapping up the evening with Davey Knowles, who's a great guitar player from from England. How wonderful is it when we see the drone shot on your website of the stage and see that as we're out front and we're looking and listening to the musicians, we are looking back through into woods, into Mm -hmm. a forest. Yeah, yes. It is a beautiful setting surrounded by the mountains and and the rolling hills of Briggs Farm. It actually is a hayfield where where the parking is and where the audience area is, and then the camping is is also a hay field plus woods. So it, you're really coming to a farm and, and setting up your chair and, and spending the weekend. Well, I want to give a shout out to Chris, who does the lighting and sets the lights from VIA. He's a wonderful Yes, Chris friend. Fry works here at VIA still in production, uh, and he's been involved in doing the lighting for 25 years now. <laughs> and Jim Langan, also a fellow producer and director of ours from VIA, he, he MCs. So he'll be there all three nights. One of the great things that we do on Friday on the back porch stage, we started last year, is open jam. So a lot of people are looking forward to that. They can come and and register a time when they get there and it starts at four, for about two hours. And so they get to switch on and off and play on our stage. So I, I was kind of surprised that people really got into it. So we're doing it again. And then we have Lonnie Shields back. That's Friday night on the back porch stage. So he does what's called the Lonnie's Back Porch Party. So it's a big dancing and, and singing and playing kind of event on the back porch stage. 
and that's all going on the same time as the main stage. And we have arts vendors, and of course we have food, we have uh, the food vendors, so that's all sort of mixed around for people to get up and do. Because it's, it's, you know, either a full day or a full weekend that you're going to be there, so there's, there's lots of things to do, or you can go back and sit in front of the stage and take a nap. That's what I recommend. <laughs> you want to stay up till midnight. Well, and a lot of people travel to here. We get quite a few, probably more than half, are from other states. So we're at a point now where we're pulling from across the country, California, Arizona, Florida, lots of people from Florida, Canada, up and down the East Coast. And, you know, there's a lot of people now that have RVs and they plan their schedule this summer and they go from one festival to the other and it's nice that we're on that on that tour <laughs> become a destination and it's and it's a comfortable destination you can either uh reserve a site ahead of time which are all sold out now but or you can just drive in the day of and camp there so a lot of people do that and and they're camping with like allison said with rvs very comfortable you know, and you can stay there the whole time. Come Thursday morning and stay till Sunday morning. Going back to what I was saying before about standing at the top and talking to everybody, oftentimes there'll be someone who's driving who's the grandparent with their child and then their grandchild. And they said they came, you know, before their children were born and then their children are born. Now they have children. So three generations have been coming. So it's, that's, that's pretty cool too. And, and you do recognize a lot of people. And remind our listeners how many generations of your family have been on that land and how many are on there right now. Well, our family settled there in 1760. And they've been farming there, not in the same house, of course, but they've been farming that farm since then. So I'm the ninth generation, and then our grandkids are the 11th, and we're all still farming. And we have four generations that live on the farm right now. So right now it's a 450-acre farm, and our son, Dylan, and his wife, Dina, and our grandkids, they also rent land in, in the area and farm that, too. And they all work the festival. So we have three generations that are working the festival. Lou, our grandson Lou, and our grandson Mitchell, they work the back porch stage. So they're the ones who uh, make sure that the bands are there and that they have everything they need. So they manage the back porch. As well as being really a lot of what's going on now with fixing the roads and bush hogging the grass, moving the bales of hay out of the way, uh, putting up lights, doing, doing all the production stuff there. They're, they're there every day working on that. You've told us about Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. What happens on Sunday? People get up slowly and start packing and then head home. That's pretty much what Sunday's That's what like. Sunday's that, like. We at one time decided to do a Sunday concert, just an early concert, but we realized most people just sort of had enough and they're ready to gradually pack their stuff up, get home before dark and that kind of thing. And they all honk their horn on the way out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Now, when we go to the website, we have everything we need there. Remind us what the website is and what we'll find there. It's just uh, BriggsFarm.com. So BriggsFarm.com, you can definitely find out anything about ticketing. The, uh, if you can get a ticket in advance, you'll save some money. Or you can get it at the gate. You can find out there what it's all about, what you can bring, what you can't bring. You know, no fireworks, but you can bring your own food and your own cooler with with beverages, but we also have 
all the food you need there and also really good food. And also we have a, a local brewery, Berwick Brewery, sets up there. And Yeah, it's home, it's home style cooking. So the food is really good. And we do have a brewery now, which is really nice. We get over 10,000 people, which is, um, you know, it sounds like a lot and it is. But the way we have laid everything out, people feel they don't feel crowded. And everybody feels very, like I said before, very safe. So there's no, there's no rushing around. Um, they're chill, and uh, it's got a great chill vibe to it. And and we love that families are there. And when we first started it, that was really important to me because our kids were in high school, and we wanted to have something that was family friendly. And uh, I think we've achieved that. Moving way too. Alison Briggs and Richard Briggs, founders of the Briggs Farm Blues Festival, marking its 25th anniversary in 2022. The event gets underway on Thursday, one week from today, July 7th, and runs Friday the 8th and Saturday the 9th at the Briggs Farm in Nescopec in Luzerne County. If you need directions, if you need information about tickets or anything, it's BriggsFarm.com, BriggsFarm.com, B-R-I-G-G-S. We were so in love, they couldn't separate us, started sharing with our friends, the beginning to our Celebrating 25 years, the Briggs Farm Blues Festival, July 7th, 8th, and 9th in Nescapec on Briggs Farm. And for directions and times of the performers, the main stage, the back porch stage, the vendors, it's all BriggsFarm.com. Also information about camping, BriggsFarm.com. Congratulations, Richard. Congratulations, Allison. Congratulations to the whole Briggs family. I could never, I could never.